You're listening to a podcast from Victory. How does your relationship with Jesus bring radical, lasting change? Find out in week one of our series, Beyond the Signs. We look at the first miracle that Jesus did in the book of, of John, and it's the wedding at Cana where he turned water into wine. Amazing story of John chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles with you, open it to John 2 or open your gadgets to John, John 2. And I want you to read with me in verse 1. It says, On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. Now, give you a context. I'll stop here. Give you a context so that we'll appreciate more what's happening. There was a wedding, and wedding during those times are very different from wedding today. Wedding today is half day, but wedding in the New Testament times would be around seven days on an average. It goes up to eight or nine, depending on how much budget you have. So an average would be seven days. Now, it takes a year to prepare for the wedding feast. So you get engaged, or in their terms, betrothed, and after that one year, prepare, prepare, prepare for the wedding itself, so it's going to be grand. Now weddings during those times, everybody was, well, in a way, invited. You're invited, but if you gate crash, you can legally gate crash. Jesus, his disciples, and Mary were invited to the wedding. Most likely, they were close friends or relatives of Mary. That's why they were invited with Jesus and, uh, and his whole entourage. No? So they all went there to the party. And I think Mary had a big part to play in the wedding. Right? So that's the wedding. It involved very important people. You get to invite the who's who in your community, whether it's your barangay uh, chairman or captain or whoever. Everybody's invited. You go there and... One of the most important things, because it takes you a year to prepare for your wedding, is make sure that there's enough food and wine for the guests. Because it's seven days. So you need a lot of food. It's, it's, uh, there's already a logical way on how to serve the food. So this is very important. It's, it's like some of the Chinese weddings. Since I'm Chinese, very particular mga Chinese... Dapat masalap ang ulam, no? Okay? It has to be really good. That's why you go attend a Chinese wedding, right? You start off with one, two, three, four, walo, minimum, right? Food. And then the fried rice lasts, right? That's why a lot of Filipinos, they get surprised. Where's the rice? Where's the rice? It ends. Number eight is the fried rice. Because we want you just to keep on eating and eating and eating, and then you come out there, wow, this is a really good wedding. And it's the same way during the time. It was an honor-shame culture. If you treat your guests right, you're honored. Wow, those couple, the family, very good hosts. will do business with these people. They take care of their guests. Now, if you don't take care of your guests, there's a lot of shame that happens. Ginagossip ka. Yan yung magasa. Fourth day palang malana. So there's a lot of shame that happens if you're not prepared for the wedding. In fact, people won't do business with you. Or in extreme cases, even the bride would demand okay, legally the groom who did not provide well for the guest. May kaso pa pag di mo pinakain. So there would be a lot of shame when there's no more food. Okay? So this was the wedding before. Anything wrong with it? I don't see anything wrong. It was culture. It was just the culture at the time. 
Okay, very important ang wedding where the community is involved. Now, in verse 3, When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. So, the festivities going on, on the back end, the wedding planning team, Tita Mary was involved, very involved, and she knew there, were no, there was no more wine. And so, Mary goes to Jesus and tells Jesus, Honey, they have no wine. Now, I want you to imagine the conversation here. And I want you to remove all your images of Jesus and Mary because when I googled the images of John 2, all I saw were images of Jesus na may halo na ganun, na napakalaki, tapos si Mary nakaganakan si Jesus, tapos nakaganakan si Mary. I hope you take it out because they're very close to each other. This was a mother and a son conversing to each other just like any normal mother and son. Of course, this was Jesus and this was Mary. Now, Mary goes to Jesus. Okay? Bata pa si Jesus. Nanay niya na si Mary. Okay? They're very close. Joke po yun. Pag niyo nakuha. Okay? And Mary says, Son, there's no more wine. Now, the conversation ends there for Mary's part. And I love how Mary ended it there. Because most of the time, and I know we're all guilty of this, we, when there is a problem, Mary went straight to Jesus and said to Jesus, there's no more wine. Now most of us, including me at times, when we go to Jesus with our problems, we'll tell Jesus, Jesus, here's the problem, and Jesus, this is how I want you to solve the problem. At this time, at this timeline, in this way. Now, in the name of Jesus, now. And we say this and we give Jesus the way on how He needs to operate. But Mary knew who Jesus was and who Jesus is. And He's trusting the very nature, compassion, the heart of Jesus to do something about this. Sa loob ng nanay, di ba? Son, wala nang anak. Do your magic trick. Come on. Because He knows Jesus. Now, here's the answer of Jesus. Jesus now... Uh, looks at Mary and tells Mary, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Now, to make it clear, context again. When Jesus said woman, it was not disrespectful. It was allowed during their culture. Remember, Jesus was 30 years old at this time. Tandana si Jesus. He was actually saying, It's no longer on your timeline, mommy, and what you want, I now obey what the Father tells me. And so now, Jesus looks at Mary and says, Woman, my time has not yet come. What has this got to do with me? My time has not yet come. Again, imagine the conversation. Anak, wala nang wine. Mom, sige no? Nung four years old, nakita kita yung water, ginawa mong Milo. Ah, right? Imagine the conversation. Okay, I don't know what's happening, okay? Of course, Mary did not say that wala pong Milo at the time. Oval tin lang meron nun. So, or sustajan. But, imagine what was, go- anak, wala nang wine. Mom, hindi ko problem yan. The, the hour has not come for me to, you know, do something. Right? So this was the conversation. Okay? And I want you to look at this conversation. And now, here's what Mary did. End of conversation, right? Anak, basta, wala nang wine. Yeah. Now, verse 5, His mother said to the servants, Labasi mami, Boy, boys, do whatever he tells you. Nanay na nanay, no? walang pakialam po ano sinabi na anak. Right? <laughs> do whatever he tells you. And I hope you get the, the heart of this verse. 
You see, Mary had faith. Mary had a spirit of expectation that Jesus was going to do something. And he tells the boys, the servants, do whatever he tells you. After Jesus saying to Mary, it's not my time, you know. I've got nothing to do with this. And Mary says, do whatever he tells you. What does that say about faith? You know, faith is more than just praying and declaring, you know, prayers na parang suntok sa buwan na sabi nga ni Francis. It's really obedience. Doing whatever He tells you to do. That's the hard part of faith. Lord, I pray for a financial breakthrough in the name of Jesus. I pray that the floodgates of heaven will open. Lord, lagyan mo ng butas yung ulap Pababain mo yung mga pera, Lord. Handa ako ngayon, may payong ako, imbabaliktad ko, Lord. I catch it, I catch it in the name of Jesus. So easy to pray prayers like that. But the Bible says, do not forget to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. Do whatever He tells you. That's the hard part. Obedience is actually an act of faith. And it's a test of faith. Mabilis lang sabihin, Lord, nangangarap ako, Lord. Lord, give me now a wife, now, Lord. Blind these girls now. It's so easy to say that, but it's harder when you understand that the Lord commands you as men to have jobs, to cultivate whatever He's given you so that He will entrust you with bigger things. Be faithful in the small things and I will entrust you with bigger things like my daughter that you're asking for. Do whatever He tells you. There's obedience in our part. There's an expectation that Jesus will move in and through in behalf of the couple and the host who was about to be shamed. Nakakahiya. Kilala ko to, sabi ni Mary, sana may magawa tayong paraan. It is from what is to what can be because of Mary's faith. And that faith requires obedience. Goes hand in hand. That's how I'll know you'll have faith. Do you obey God? Because that is the test of faith. It's not just those prayers full of faith. It's those actions. Do whatever He tells you. So what happened next was, Servants, do whatever He tells you. So now Jesus looks at six stone jars... And he says, now there were six stone jars, water jars, there for the Jewish rites of purification. Each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Let me explain stone jars. If you live during those times, if you're an average uh, worker, you would have what we call clay jars. Clay jars are cheaper than stone jars. Ang stone jars, mahal yan, gawa sa stone, tas may mga carvings, it's, it's expensive. Only rich families would have stone jars. Most would have clay jars. Now, when you're going to go to the house of someone and go on a feast, you have to go through the purification process. Wash your feet, wash your hands, right? May ano pa yan? May sequence pa yan? Yung right, overlap, ganyan. So siguro ngayon, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, select, select, AB start, di ba? So, basta may sequence. Ganon siya ka big deal. Yung purification. Before I go to the feast, I need to be purified. My feet would be washed. 
my hands would be washed in a certain way before I eat. Now, the stone jars were for purification, and this was for rich people. And it says they hold around 20 to 30 gallons. Let me give you an example. Okay, We have this at home, right? We all have this at home. Maybe you can bring some of it. These are how many gallons per blog? Huh? Five gallons okay. per circle, okay? per blog. Okay. Five gallons. Now, a stone jar would have around six of these. Now, I have five here, just to, on an average, 20 to 30 gallons. So I have 25 gallons. That's a lot of gallons for one stone jar. And I hope you see the picture. A rich family would have at least one or two, maximum three. Ultra-rich, you go higher. They have six stone jars. That's around 700 wine bottles, if you put it in a isang litro of wine bottle. Jesus looks at the jars and he says, you know, fill them up with water. And so the servants went and filled it up. It's 20 to 30 gallons. Okay. So, nung pinakita yung stone jars, what this actually means is, imagine going to a wedding, and before entering the place, you see cars, Benz, Bentley, you know, expensive ones. That's your entrance. And the entrance was six stone jars. So it's like the community, whoa, big time, six stone jars. Yeah, right. Swarovski. Oh, yeah. It's like that. The mindset was, wow, wow, six, six, wow. You know, now here was the problem. The problem was, they're showing off how rich I am, but on the back end, the waiters are now panicking. Tita Mary's like, I need to ask Jesus. I need to, you know, there's going to be a lot of shame because you have no more wine and there's three more days to go or four more days to go. But at the same time, you're projecting you're okay. You're projecting you're ultra rich, but you're not prepared for the wedding feast. How many of us were like this? On the outside, I'm okay, I'm pure. It's used for purification. And I'm made of stone jars. Legit ako, right? Christian ako, high-end. Stone jar, diba? And no amount of purification. And I hope you're seeing the picture that's being depicted here. Jesus used the water jars, the stone jars used for purification because there was something beyond the sign. And the sign was, we can be like this externally. I'm okay. Praise God. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. But really, on the back end, what's happening is, you're running on empty. There's no more joy. You've lost the joy of your relationship with God. And the joy of your salvation. But on the outside, you show the world, I'm okay, look at me, raise my hands when worshiping. My tears pa bumababa. And Jesus now looks and says, fill them up. And so, they filled it up. If you look, Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And He said to them, now draw some out, take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. Now, again, I want you to see the picture. Six stone jars. They don't carry the stone jars. They have mga ganito. And they get this. Now, you don't have a water station. You go to the lake or to the well to get the jars. It would take a long process to fill up the stone jars. 
So now the servants, I don't know how many servants, since it was a big feast, maybe two, three, four, started getting the gallons of jars, filling it up. Have you tried going to the water station alone? You don't want it delivered, you went there, tap, fill up, diba? Nilinis then, running faucet, diba? Shh. But it takes too long, right? running faucet? The process takes long. Do whatever He tells you doesn't mean instant. There's a process. You enjoy the process. Many are asking for instant financial breakthrough. What happens? Instant financial broke. Bilis mo nakuha, hindi mo alam eh. The character, because the process builds the character. But without the process, everything is like this, instant. And sometimes we need to go through the pain of the process. Why? Because at the end of the day, God doesn't just want you to be prosperous or experience breakthrough. He wants to build you, your faith, your character. And it takes a process of do whatever He tells you, fill this up. Now imagine the servants. Tita, kulang ng wine. Oh, Jesus, oh, fill up the water. dito sa water na to, no? Wine kulang, windy water. Malinis ng paan ng guest natin, isipin mo, no? Lalo na yung payat na nagbubungat. Ano ba ito? Isipin mo yung conversation nila doon. What's, take, what, what's this process? I, I don't understand the process. But Jesus knows the process. And He's requiring you to do whatever He tells you. Because that takes a lot of faith. And so what happened next? When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, for sure, pagod na pagod sila. Right? The master of the feast called the bridegroom. Tawagin ang bridegroom. Parang ano, shider, no? Tawagin ang bridegroom. Right? <laughs> and the bridegroom, <laughs> sorry, pangatlo ko na to, okay. Called the bridegroom. And what happened? The water turn into wine, and not just any cheap wine, it was quality wine. It was the best. You see, the source of best wine comes from Jesus. It doesn't come from the world. The world's best, what the world can offer, the best it can offer, is nothing compared to what Jesus can offer. If they were presuming rich and not pretending to be rich, which I doubt because they lacked the wine, all the money they had could not even provide for their guests. And maybe the other option was just to get cheap wine. But no, when it went to Jesus, He gave them the very best quality of wine. You see, that's why a lot of people are in their situation now is because you've settled for what is good rather than what is God's best for you. And the reason why a lot of us are saying, Why am I here? Kasi inunahan mo si Lord You went ahead of God. Rather than trusting the process, you want the shortcut and you're now here and you're saying, God, why? God, why? Because you did not trust the process. You wanted to eliminate the pain of the process and want it instant. You don't want the carrying of the water. You, want the, you don't want the building of the muscles for you to get to where you need to be, where God wants you to be, and you've settled. And that's what happens. Singles, a lot of singles are here today. Trust the process. Wag mamadali. Pag nag I do, I do na kayo. Do or die ka na dyan. Okay? That's why you trust the process. Do whatever God tells you. 
You see, the world's source of happiness runs out, but joy in Christ is forever. If I don't settle for what the world is offering, I can get something that is eternal. And this is what Jesus was providing for the people. Now, when you talk about wine in Scripture, makita mo ang wine sa Psalm 104.15, wine that make it glad the heart of men. It talks about joy, happiness, celebration, festivity. There's so many verses on wine. I just give you one. And he wasn't talking about drunkenness. He was talking about wine. And he was saying, wine makes the heart glad. And the wine that Jesus offers makes us what? Satisfied. And that was what Jesus was saying. Iba yung wine ko kumpara sa mundo. It's the best quality. That even the feast master was saying, call the bridegroom. Iba to. He didn't know Jesus turned water into wine. He just knew, this is great wine. This is classic. This is, je veux, je veux, je Okay. You know, this is really good. Call the bridegroom. Wow, amazing. Imagine. And said to him, everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine, but you have kept the good wine until now. Again, go back to the picture. That's why I brought this here. Jesus doesn't just offer quality wine, He offers quantity wine. That's why don't settle for good. Go through the process of obedience and faith, and trust that God will give you what's best, not just in quality, but in abundance. Pero antay ka. Obey ka. Minsan would take years to even taste, but it's worth the wait because you've trusted the process that God wants you to go through. Jesus gives us abundant and quality life. The thief, John 10.10. Purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Where do you get that? Only from Jesus. The world can never offer you something that is so rich and satisfying that you'll go looking for something else. This is what Jesus did. This, verse 11, the first of His signs... Jesus did at Canaan, Galilee, and manifested His glory, and His disciples believed in Him. You know, when you talk about signs, di ba pag sinabi, may sign, you're going to Baguio, you're in Tarlac, you see the sign, to Baguio, you don't stop at the sign and say, this is Baguio. You know it's still Tarlac. Common sense. Signs. Going to Baguio. What that means is, you have to go straight to Baguio. Many people camp around that sign. And I hope when you read John 2, you'll see, I think God is communicating something beyond the sign. You see, the very first miracle, let me go a little rewind to the Old Testament. When Moses was going to get the Israelites out of Egypt to the promised land, he had to offer Pharaoh to let God's people go. Pharaoh said, no. The first miracle Moses did in the ten plagues was to turn water into blood. That was the first water turning into something in Scripture. And Moses' first miracle was turning water into blood, which was a message of judgment. 
You won't let my people go? I'll turn water into blood. You are now judged because of your hard-heartedness, Pharaoh. Now, when Jesus made his first miracle, Jesus' first miracle was turning water into what? Into wine. It was a message of grace. Why grace? And I hope you see this in this picture. When Jesus did the wedding at Cana, the first miracle, first public miracle niya, imagine mo. Kung si Jesus, kung tayo si Jesus, malamang, lalo na pag millennial ka, and you're about to start your ministry, and you know this would be my first miracle, what do you want to do? You want this to go viral, right? So what do you do? You call your, my Facebook team, Instagram team, Okay, my iPhone team, come here, come here, come here. Fo- just follow me. Today, I start my ministry. Fo- just, just follow. Uh, uh, angle, okay, here, make sure. Okay, I'm about to make a miracle here, and I want you to know. Right? He wanted to go viral. But you, did you notice something with Jesus? In verse 11, it says, the disciples believed in him. In another verse, in John 2, it says, only the servants knew where the wine came from. It was only Mary, the servants, and Jesus who knew the miracle. He never exposed this to the world, the very first miracle. Now you ask, why? Very first miracle, why not announce it to the world? I turn what? I'll tell you why. You see, it was an issue of shame. Naubusan eh. Nakakayato. Jesus knew it was going to bring a lot of shame to the family for me to even announce my very first miracle. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to make my first miracle because this couple <laughs> did not plan. Imagine, shame na nga eh. Dadagdagan mo pa ba? That's the very heart of God. Grabe yung puso ni Lord. Alam mo, sana, pag nakita natin yung mga ganitong kwento, ma-appreciate mo ano kamal ni Lord. Grabe yung adjustment eh. Pwede naman talaga i-public to eh. First miracle, water into wine. Hindi mo na maalala yung couple eh. Pag nag-miracle ng water into wine. But what was Jesus thinking? He wasn't thinking about if this will go viral or this would spread, would help in the preaching of the gospel. No. No, if I expose this, their shame will be exposed. But I'm not here to expose the shame. I'm here to redeem the shame. Alam ko lahat tayo dito, everybody in this room, there's a certain level of shame that we all had in the past. Some of you are still living in shame. What Jesus is saying is, you don't need to live in shame. When I come into your life, I won't expose the shame, I'll redeem the shame. I'll turn things around so that shame will no longer be a factor in how you're going to live your life, how you're going to make a decision, how you look at people, and how you'll worship me. It will never be rooted in shame. It will be rooted in redemption. I'm here to redeem you. Nobody knew. The master of the feast was praising the host. Ang galing nyo talaga. Imbis na yung pinaka-cheap point, the best wine ni reserve mo pa, may tatlong araw pa. Kangpe! Imagine! Jesus was quiet. Siguro kung iba sa... Ako talaga yan, ako talaga... No. I love this couple. My hour has not yet come, but my very nature of love and compassion and grace. 
I'll do this privately. Let me do my very first miracle. What shame do you still have in your life? Meron ka pa bang mga bagay kaya hirap na hirap ka mag-surrender kay Lord dahil sa shame? Ayaw mo magpa-disciple dahil sa shame. The Lord is saying, my business is not to expose your shame. You know the shame. You know what's even ultimate here? Your shame? Who took that? Jesus. How? When He died on the cross naked, in front of thousands of people, bare naked, public shame, public disgrace, took it all. And say, give me your shame. That's His business. Hours before His death, and I, I want to end with this. He was with the 12 disciples. Very classic Jesus. He stands up with the bread and the wine. Again, picture of the wine. And here's what Jesus said with the wine. Matthew 26. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. The water in the stone jar, no matter how many times you take a bath and try to purify yourself, will never be enough. And so, in an act of God, He says, this blood, which is poured out for you, the wine. And then when they drank it, ano sabi niya? Command niya, do this in remembrance of me. Remember. This is beyond the sign. Wow, Jesus turned water. No, no. There's something far deeper than just turning water into wine. It was a message saying that very wine that could have been judgment for the couple and for us who's pretending to be everything's okay. When we're empty spiritually, Jesus said, I took over. I get the shame. I redeem you from that shame. I'll be the one put into shame. I'll be the cursed person nailed on the cross so that you can experience my grace, my love, my forgiveness. Lord Jesus, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for your love. Lord, thank you for redeeming me from a life of sin and from a life of shame. Lord, I know in that story, we were like those couple who on the outside seem okay. On the outside showing the world, we're tough. We're men and women who can do it on ourselves. But inside, we're empty. And Lord, you're pointing us back to you who is the source of everything that is good and everything that is holy. So Lord, we thank you. Thank you for being the ultimate wine. Thank you that your blood, instead of judgment, gave us grace. So Lord, we appreciate. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that in spite of the sin and shame, instead of exposing it, you redeemed. You redeemed us from a life of shame therefore I can come open 
before people and saying, I have been forgiven because somebody took the penalty of my sin. Somebody redeemed me from shame. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on that cross for my sin. In public shame, when they nailed you on the cross, because of the joy that was set before you, your church, your people, us. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.